It's Sunday, June 18th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken arrived in Beijing early this morning on a high-stakes diplomatic mission to try to cool exploding U.S.-China tensions that have set many around the world on edge. The trip comes after he postponed plans to visit in February after the shootdown of a Chinese surveillance balloon over the U.S. Yet prospects for any significant breakthrough on the most vexing issues facing the planet's two largest economies are slim, as ties have grown increasingly fraught in recent years. Animosity and recriminations have steadily escalated over a series of disagreements that have implications for global security and stability. Mr. Blinken plans to meet with Chinese Foreign Minister Qing Gong on Sunday, top diplomat Wang Yi and possibly President Xi Jinping on Monday, according to U.S. officials. The list of disagreements and potential conflict points is long, ranging from trade with Taiwan, human rights conditions in China, as well as the Chinese military assertiveness in the South China Sea. In other news, the collapsed stretch of Interstate 95 in Philadelphia will reopen within two weeks, Pennsylvania's governor said Saturday, after joining President Joe Biden and Senator Roger Fetterman on a helicopter tour over the critical segment of the highway closed to East Coast traffic since last weekend. We are getting it done here in Philly, Governor Josh Shapiro said at a briefing at Philadelphia International Airport after the flyover that included members of Congress and the city's mayor. Mr. Biden outlined the substantial initial federal commitment and longer-term support for a permanent fix for the vital roadway. I know how important this stretch of highway is to Philadelphia and the Northeast Corridor, he said. Over 150,000 vehicles travel on it every day, including 14,000 trucks. It's critical to our economy, and it's critical to our quality of life. The stretch of the East Coast's main north-south highway collapsed early last Sunday after a tractor-trailer hauling gasoline flipped over on an off-ramp and caught fire. Governor Shapiro said, with Mr. Biden at his side, I can state with confidence that we will have I-95 reopened within the next two weeks. Around the world, massive flooding from the destruction of the Kakova Dam on June 6th has devastated towns along the lower Dnipro River in the Kherson region of Ukraine, a front line in the war. Russia and Ukraine accuse each other of causing the breach. In the chaotic early days of flooding, Ukrainian rescue workers in private boats provided a lifeline to desperate civilians trapped in flooded areas of the Russian-occupied Eastern Bank, that is, if the rescue missions could brave the drones and Russian snipers. The boats have carried volunteers and plainclothes servicemen shuttling across from Ukrainian-held areas on the Western Bank to evacuate people stuck on rooftops in attics and elsewhere. However, the rescue window is closing as floodwaters recede, rescuers are increasingly cut off by putrid mud, and more Russian soldiers are returning, reasserting control. At least 150 people have been rescued by Ukraine from Russian-controlled areas in the risky evacuation operations, according to government spokespeople. And House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's bid to appease Republican hardliners and get the House moving again after a recent party rebellion on the floor has some Democrats warning of a difficult road ahead when it comes to passing legislation that will keep the government running. 
Republicans teed up many votes this past week, but the most consequential move was an announcement from GOP leadership that arrived with little fanfare. Republicans said they plan to pursue appropriations bills, which fund government programs and agencies with less spending than the top-line numbers they agreed to in a deal with the White House last month. That compromise avoided what would have been an unprecedented federal default. Partial government shutdowns have become increasingly common in the modern era, with the longest coming under President Donald Trump as he demanded money for a U.S.-Mexico border wall. With President Biden facing down the Republican-controlled House as he runs for re-election in 2024, the spending fight appears nearly certain to escalate. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.